0: all new phones will have to use USB-C plugs for charging beginning in 2024, the European Union has decided. And by that, they mean iPhones because pretty much every other brand of phone has been using USB-C since the Jurassic. And I mean the parks, not the world. Apple is probably gonna beat that deadest of lines by at least a year, slapping USB-C into the 2023 iPhone 15, but they really should have done that back in 2017 when they switched to the modern redesign of the iPhone 10 or 2021 when they added six gigabytes per minute ProRes 422 HQ video to the iPhone 13 Pro or 2022 when the whole next 10 years of connector expiration date on Lightning finally came due. Of course, they may actually have wanted to given how much work they put into making an SOC that could actually encode 10-bit HDR video in real time and a storage controller that could record 10-bit HDR in real time. Not having an IO controller that could transfer it feels less like stubbornness and more like just pure miss. But now the EU is here and is making it just all nice and mandatory. But that's not my biggest problem with all this. Not that the same people who famously, infamously created a ballot to keep Opera and the like safe and protect us all from a world where Microsoft's Internet Explorer and Trident rendering engine became the dominant web browser, which worked so well, it made Google's Chrome and its K-H-T-M-L-WebKit forked Chromium rendering engine, the dominant web browser and technology to the extent that Microsoft abandoned their Trident replacement Edge to go all in on it, as did Opera and the like resulting in far, far less rendering engine diversity than pretty much ever. And you can read all about that on the web at least once you click through an endless stack of cookie disclosures, also thanks to well-intended but poorly implemented EU tech regulations. But that's still not my biggest issue with all this. Not that the EU isn't trying to preserve diversity and ensure competition in plugs, that they aren't trying to protect us all from a world where USB-C becomes the dominant connector. Just the opposite, in fact. They want USB-C to dominate. They want it to be the only plug, the connector, which past as prologue, I guess, means it should result in a bazillion new connectors hitting the market any decade now. And I'm kidding, kinda, because what's not so funny is that USB-C actually only refers to the plug, to the connector, as in the physical shape of it, not the cable or the capabilities. Those used to be referred to by numbers, USB 2, 2 2.1, 3, 3 3.1, 4, and extra letters like PD for power delivery. But those kept changing so fast and so furiously, Linus began looking at them like the rock does Vin Diesel. And now, now we all just try to say the actual data and power transfer numbers for what often seems like one of the least standardized standards imaginable. I mean, the USB-C cable that came with my old MacBook Pro was great for charging, but don't try to plug it into a display because it's just not carrying that signal for nothing. And some of the data cables I've picked up over the years don't work at all well for charging either, which yes, a lot of that has to do with keeping costs down because the higher the capability, the higher the price. But if you just have a bunch of the damn identical looking things in your hands, there's no real way to tell which will work from what, which doesn't really fit the definition of a standard, does it? And that's still not my biggest issue with all this, but it's also why just going to USB-C won't actually force anyone to make anything really better either. Apple could have made the iPhone charge faster and transfer data faster years ago, even with a lightning plug. So when they make the switch to USB-C, will charging actually get very much faster? Will transfer get even a little bit better? And if so, like a really little, like the iPad mini, or a lot little like the iPad Air, because who knows? And since the standard only applies to the plug, it's also not gonna fix all those proprietary bricks that all the ultra fast charging Android phones require to actually charge ultra fast either. Lose or damage one of those, and you're back down to peasant speeds on a peasant brick, which yes, compatible, but far from ideal. All it's gonna do is make sure that all the plugs are the same, which don't get me wrong, is still huge, but it's also still not my biggest issue with all this. It does mean I'll only have to travel with one type of plug for all of my electronics now, only USB-C for my phone, my watch, my tablet, my laptop, my earbuds, except my watch doesn't have a plug. So I'll still need the little magnetic charging puck for that. And my laptop also went magnetic because many of the exact same nerds who complained for years that they wanted Apple to ditch proprietary lightning complained for just as many years that they wanted Apple to bring back proprietary MagSafe. And I know, I know I can still charge over USB-C, but if I'm bringing that huge honking big brick with me, I might as well bring that magnetic cable that came with it. And yes, Earbuds aren't even covered by the EU regulation, far as I can tell. So my AirPods might just stay lightning for another generation or so. And I'll still need a bunch of cables anyway if I wanna charge everything overnight. But at least it won't matter which cable I use for which device anymore. I mean, not because of USB-C, because those cables are all still different, but because I just got so damn frustrated over all of those differences, I finally ended up buying the way, way, way more expensive Thunderbolt 4 cables for everything, which have USB-C plugs, but get top speeds for everything. So I never have to worry about which supports what, not ever again, that, or just go full-on Riddler at some point. But that is not an affordable solution for most people, which brings me to my biggest problem with all of this, because by the time the EU regulators finish going all Judge dread. I am the law over this, USB-C will be a nine-year-old plug, 2015 era technology. Because it's not like the EU went to the USB forum, went to Apple and Intel and Google and Microsoft and all the usual connector suspects and asked them to settle on an updated plug that would solve for all the problems that still exist in USB-C and take all of us and all of our devices into the next decade of compatibility and capability. USB-D, like Enterprise-D, the next generation. The EU just no, hard no, just whatever you're using now, that's fine, just stick with it, ship it, done. And I know the common response is that the EU isn't locking USB-C in stone, that if a better connector is proposed, they can make that the next standard, like a USB-D. Who's even pushing for that at this point anyway? And who will with all this rigmarole going forward? And I guess, yes, I guess we should all be just a little grateful that the EU didn't settle on micro or mini USB A or B. At least we got USB C. And it's not as if Apple in an unregulated market driven by competition did much of anything to improve lightning or push for USB D over the last decade anyway. We're pretty much stuck where we were regardless. So I guess ultimately as a consumer, I'm just cautiously pessimistic about all of this. I have a decade worth of lightning cables and accessories that are gonna be made instantly obsolete by this law. Ironically, in part intended to cut down on e-waste all for a rapidly aging out plug attached to the least standardized standard possible for cables and power adapters. And that's gonna cost me a small fortune in frustration and Thunderbolt cables to really rectify all as we move towards an increasingly wireless world, probably in another year or few, which, yes, I just love it if whomever is in charge of EU tech policy would stop for one damn minute and check out Brilliant, today's sponsor. Because Brilliant is like college level courses on everything from logic to machine learning and algorithms, the things that power so much of today's technology. And they're made available to everyone and just the best possible method to learn computer science and math, physics, and quantum mechanics, game theory, and more in a visual hands-on way. For example, you can learn to program by shifting blocks of pseudocode around and you get immediate feedback, which leads to immediate results. You feel like you're solving puzzles, gaming even, but invest even a few minutes a day, every day, and you'll be amazed at how much progress you can make. And then coding becomes just way less intimidating and way more accessible. And Brilliant has thousands of lessons just like these with new exclusive content being added every month. So you never have to stop learning. You just have to start. Because here's the secret, here's the thing. Everyone starts somewhere and you can get started right now, today for free. Just visit brilliant.org slash or click on the link in the description. And the first 200 of you will get 20% off Brilliant's annual premium subscription. So just click that button on the screen or go to brilliant.org slash Clicking on that button really helps out the channel and so does hitting up this video to learn all the dirty little secrets around how to properly charge the battery on your new phone. Just hit it up and I'll see you in the next video.